Welcome to Into the Blue, a weekly look behind the scenes of the Tampa Bay Lightning with reporters Gabby Shirley and Chris Cran. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Into the Blue, episode 18. Gabby Shirley here alongside Chris Cran. I'm looking at him right now. We are sitting in the radio studio in Tampa recording this podcast. Uh, Chris, we just got to start with the weeks that we've had because I have missed you. I saw you for the first time today after more than a week. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Way too long. I told you when I saw you, I was thinking about you the past few days. I missed Uh, you so much. Your good energy, positivity. Glad to be back. It feels good to be back. And only 32 games left in the regular season, which is crazy. But 50 games through and... It goes by fast. I always look at the schedule at the start of the year, like the magnet schedule on my fridge, and I'm just like, man, it's going to be a grind. And then before you know it, we're more than halfway through the year. So it's crazy. I really can't believe we're 50 games in. I know. I can't either. It's nuts. Playoffs <laughs> aren't too far away. All right. So uh, you spent the greater portion of your week in Toronto for the mm. all-star festivities. <laughs> you got to give us the highlights. Oh, okay. The highlights. Uh, Not to be confused with your plus, please. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, the main highlight for sure was seeing Justin Bieber live. That was really cool. <laughs> um, so after the skills competition or after the draft, it might have been after the draft. I can't remember which night it was, but um, Justin Bieber put something up in the locker room for all the all-stars there um, saying that he was going to be hosting a show uh, at the Drew house, which I guess they kind of like do in different spots. Like it's like a pop-up type thing. Um, So went and saw him live. It was his first time performing live in two years, which was really cool. And I said it to you earlier. I'm a believer. He's one of my favorite artists, (laughs) believe it or not. And I've never seen him live. Um, So I was very excited to see him, had a great voice. um, And that was just a lot of fun. The rest of the weekend, it, it was just a really good time. There was a lot of people there. You know, obviously all the stuff happened with Cooch, the skills comp, a lot of talk about that. Um, but he was in a great mood the entire weekend. He was great to deal with from my perspective. Um, had some fun with the media. I thought he, he did a really good job, gave a lot of great answers and had fun with the situation and the crowd and kind of fed into it. So it was a great weekend overall. Um, not too cold there. Cold, but not snowing or anything. So a lot of fun and it's cool. Like, being around all the, you know, those players that are so good. And one thing we were talking about earlier is um, I went around and pretty much every guy does this the last day of the All-Star game. They usually give a stick to the person who's with them from their team and they have the person go around and try to get all the guys to sign it. Um, So going around and getting all the different All-Stars to sign the stick and kind of interacting with some of those guys and seeing, you know, who some of the really nice guys around the league were. um, That was really cool because there was a lot of guys that – you know, I didn't really know much about that were really nice to deal with. Um, and that's always great. I mean, I think that is kind of around the NHL for the most part. It's really good guys. But great weekend overall. Um, you know, I wish you had a better break for your situation. But <laughs> go ahead and tell everyone what you did. I mean, it sounds like it was an awesome spot. But I powered through. Mm. Perhaps for our loyal listeners, you all know that I went to Turks and Caicos over the All-Star break. Um, I went, we played on Saturday, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then I flew out with my husband on Sunday. We were there from Sunday to Thursday. Guys, I think I've said this before. Maybe I jinxed myself. I was literally thinking about karma, like what evil I did that was coming back to bite me. Although I'm usually a pretty decent person. I was deathly ill. Mm. Any ailment you could have when you think of being sick, I had it. Mm. Um, So the travel day was miserable. 
I was miserable the day we got there. And then the first full day we were there, I only like was alive and coherent and got out of bed to use the restroom. Otherwise, I was just dead to the world. Um, my poor husband did room service for the first two nights cause he felt bad. I wasn't eating. Um, but he fishes Chris. So he had a great time because he was just free to fish, um, for as long as he wanted, because again, I was dead to the world. Our third day, second full day, I like rallied a little bit and just was on the beach all day by myself. Clay was fishing, um, read a book that was pretty good. I was feeling a lot better. Final full day, we like really adventured. We had over 20,000 steps going oh to see God. all the beaches. Again, wasn't feeling great, but I persevered. And then we flew out on Thursday. It was such a bummer. My sweet husband, Chris, he said like, hey, we can, let's stay another night. We can change our flights. Like, why don't we just, and I was like, that is so nice, but like, I still feel terrible. Ugh. Like, just get me home. I'm tired of faking it because I was really oh trying gosh. to be positive. <laughs> Wait, so what day was that? Um, well, we left on Thursday, but we like okay. thought about staying a little bit longer to get more time because right. I was feeling better, but I still was not feeling that great. So you do feel better overall now? Yes. Okay, that's good. Even though you have the cough now. Yeah, I got Chris's cough. It's terrible. I hope that some like <laughs> other people that are listening to this. Us. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you've had a crazy cough for like multiple weeks, just let us know because I've had this cough for <laughs> three weeks and it's getting close to like maybe I need to go see someone because it's really bad. But I feel like I've heard a lot of coughing lately. I think a I, lot of people have it. Chris, I was hyper aware of like my coughing and being sick around people, especially traveling. And I was <clears> hearing all kinds of crazy things. Mm -hmm. So perhaps it's this time of year. I yeah, don't know. I don't know. But, well, at least we got a nice little break. And today is Monday. We're recording this. First day back. Practice for the lightning. Your thoughts? Well, I thought it was great to see everyone. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of tans. Yeah. A lot <laughs> of people looking tan, except, again, not me because I was indoors dying. Um, yeah. A lot of the guys enjoyed their break. They got away. Took time away from the rink, away from hockey with family and friends. That was really nice. Um, out on the ice, Chris, everyone was there except for Jonas Johansson. He was the only one missing from practice, not injury-related, so that's good. Um, but, yeah, seeing everyone that we haven't seen in a while um, was really refreshing. And it sounds like, according to head coach John Cooper, perhaps defensemen will play on this upcoming road trip to start. And then Tanner Janot, we might see, see him – a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really the best part, I think, was seeing all the injured guys were back on the ice. Sergachev and Chernak, for, for the most part, paired together in practice. Um, and it, it's actually funny. Like, I was watching them, and it's just, man, like, Sergey looks great. He's moving around really well. And, you know, we were right up next to the glass, and they're just – those are two big guys. Like, that's a second, really strong second pair in the NHL, and they're missing both those guys. So it'll be great to get them back. And – I'm excited to see how Sergey plays, to be honest, of all the players that are coming back. Um, you know, I think he seems motivated, and he was out for a long time, missed a lot of time. And I always wonder with situations like that how much um, it can kind of help maybe, like, watching the game, whether it's from the press box or on TV. Like, maybe you see things a little bit differently. Um, and then also just the eagerness of getting back out there. And he's coming back in, you know, the biggest moment of the year so far, just right for this final playoff push. Um, so I'm really excited to see how he plays. I think he obviously missed it a lot. Um, and again, you know, we've talked about it a lot. It's a guy that 
has all the tools to be a, a really good defenseman in this league and just happy for him to be back out there because that's a long time for any player to miss. I know it's tough watching from the sidelines. I don't mean to jump right to the blue line segment, Chris, but did you know that you answered Steven's question? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I could touch more on that once we go to it. Wow. I'm trying no, to kind of like it, though. Yeah. That was quite a seamless transition. Oh, it would have been, yeah. It would have been. Well, so let me just say the other thing about practice is it was nice to see Janot. I thought that was great. Um, I was hoping that he would be able to play the first game back, but we had never heard that. So, I mean, it was good seeing him skating. He looked great. Um, but if he comes back on the road trip, too, I mean, it's crazy that they could be fully healthy, you know, for that big stretch run. Um, and he's another guy that I am excited to see come back to just because I think that the Lightning can use some of his physicality for one thing. Um, and I think he's someone, I think this goes for all guys in the NHL that can be good fighters. I don't think anyone wants to be labeled as a fighter, but because he's more than that as a player, but just to have that guy out there, you know, we've heard Coop say it. It makes everyone on the bench stand a little bit taller. Um, he's a lot of fun to watch, uh, you know, hits anything that moves and just the intimidation factor of him out there. Really excited to see him back out there as well and another player that will be really good for the playoff push. So perhaps we should just uh, segue over to the blue line segment <laughs> at this point. That's really was the highlight of practice is just guys were really tan. Some guys were sunburned. It was a very high-paced practice because I think they're really trying to get get the legs moving and get back into you know game speed as quick as possible, especially because they're going to be playing a team in the Rangers the first game back. They already have a game under their belt on Monday night. So that'll be tough for them. Um, but that was really the highlight of practice. Just good to see everyone back out there skating around. And um, you know that segues right into this question. I'll let you answer this one. What player are you most interested to see play coming back from injury? <laughs> Well, uh, we basically have three options here. Mm -hmm. Tanner Janot, Mikhail Sergachev, Eric Chernak. Because you took two of the three. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. Um, I did. I did. <laughs> but, uh, Cherny, we love you, but you're not my guy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Tanner Janot. And, Chris, again, you touched on it, but he was hurt in that game at Boston January 6th. He has 12 points in 41 games this season. Six goals, six assists. Nothing crazy, but for some reason, Chris, and I was kind of actually thinking that that number, that point total was going to be higher, but I just feel like he was really coming into his own. Like mm -hmm. I felt even from, and I don't know if this makes sense and if I'm giving him too much credit, but even take off the ice and I thought he was doing great, or I'm sorry, take on the ice out of it, which obviously is what we care about the most, but off the ice, Chris, like I was just having easy conversations with him like he felt I felt like he felt comfortable enough to do so um conversations about his family different things he came on the plane I don't know if you were on this trip and was passing out homemade cookies from his mom like just things that perhaps when he came to us before he's not gonna do because he's so new a lot of expectations surrounding him nerves, whatever you want to call it, too focused on the game, which perhaps sometimes can be a bad thing, to play the way he needs to play, um, let alone do things off the ice that, again, just feel like he has found his spot, his role. He's comfortable. So yeah. I had been noticing those things off the ice. On the ice, thought he was playing really well. Um, again, looked comfortable. Points maybe aren't there, but I think he was getting there. I don't think he's had a point in maybe – 
eight games or so, um, Chris, when I just looked at his stats. But I, I think he's going to come on. And you're right. This is a playoff push time for the Tampa Bay Lightning. They need him out there. Um, he does. He makes everyone stand taller on the bench, whatever that phrase is that John Cooper says, because he's just such a presence and no one wants to mess with him. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see him get back out there. Me too. And I think I've actually noticed the exact same thing about him, you know, walking through the locker room and maybe you see him after the game. He does seem way more comfortable mm -hmm. in his own skin. Um, and that's not like a him thing. It's just anyone that comes to this team or to a new team in general, like it's hard. Yes. And I think that something I've learned uh, over the few years of working for the team now is it's a very intimidating locker room to come into for these new guys, regardless of who it is. Um, you know, like there really are multiple future Hall of Famers. You have Stamkos, Hedman, Kucherov, Vassy, maybe Braden Point. Like there's just a lot of guys that are going to go down as legends within the organization. And, and been here with those yeah. people for so long. So it might be, mm -hmm. they're so welcoming, but it still might be tough to yeah. find your spot. Yeah, and we have heard that, you know, they they everyone is very welcoming and they do a good job of that, but it is, it's hard. I mean, it's like starting a new job for any human being. Like, it's just tough, and it's good to see him feel very comfortable in his own skin, kind of coming into his own. Um, and I think that helps on the ice, too. You just, you're not worrying about any of that stuff. He just seems like he's really settled into the city and the team, and he just looks a lot more comfortable. Um, so I'm very excited to see him come back, too. And again, like, he's going to be a guy that, is very important for the playoff push and a guy that last year they acquired for the playoffs. You know, I think that was a big reason they got him. So very excited to see what he does when he comes back along with Sergey. Like I said, I just think he's been sitting out for so long and he's really excited to play. Um, so I'm very excited to see how he does as well. We talked to Mikhail Sergachev today, Chris, and I have to go back and listen to the interview to make sure I don't misquote, but he did express he's been out for so long that the first half, if you will, like he was pretty frustrated, wasn't feeling great. Yeah. Uh, but then he said he finally like laid off and gave that foot, ankle, whatever, like a break. And he said he started to feel better. And now he's just like anxious and excited to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I thought I really thought before, you know, his injury, like he was playing really well. Mm -hmm. he, he was playing some good hockey. So very excited. And, you know, he mentioned too, um, you know, I think he was asked how good was it to see, you know, the way the team succeeded, you know, with all the injuries. And, you know, he said, well, they were winning a lot without me. And so I think he's excited to get out there and prove that, you know, he's a part of this, this core here really. And um, just excited to show what he can do. And, you know, if he's playing his best hockey, that helps the lightning so, so much. And I think that actually can be a good transition into the next question. What are your thoughts on Lilleberg so far? Has he done enough to earn a permanent spot on the roster, or do you think he will eventually get sent back to Syracuse because Sergachev is now back from injury? Whew. Well, at this point in time on Monday, he's still here. Mm -hmm. um, Chris, we've said it all along from his first game in the NHL, how physical he is and how he doesn't seem to shy away from being physical, no matter who he's up against. Um, which I think is great for a young guy in the league to really establish yourself in that manner, especially a defenseman. And just from looking at lines and deep pairings from practice today, Chris, again, things can always change, but he was on that third pair with Perbix. So I thought that that was a good slash interesting sign yeah. for him. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's funny, like I said, with, with Sergeyev and Chernak back out there, like you're looking at 
the first six D they throw out there and your first pair is Hedman and Radish. And you look at really the 10 game stretch that Radish has had ever since he had that two goal game in Minnesota. He looks as confident as he has since he's been in the NHL. And I wrote about this, like, I think coming into this season, he had like 17 regular season games of total in his career. So this is a player that really is still getting comfortable in the NHL, to be honest. And I think we forget that a little bit because he came up last year, he played so well with Sergey, and then he was playing so well with them that it went right into the playoffs and they stayed on the same pair. And he comes in this year and it's like, okay, now he has that permanent spot and you forget that he doesn't have a ton of NHL experience. Like he's still getting his feet wet too. Um, so I think he's really starting to find his comfort zone. We've seen the numbers are, are starting to increase for him. So I, I love that first pair. I mean, I think Hedman, you can throw anyone on, on a pair with him and, and they're going to look good, but you know, Raddy's been playing really good. Um, Sergachev and Chernak, like I said, I think that can be a very, very strong second pair. When you look at a lot of any, uh, teams around the NHL, if those guys are both playing up to their potential, that's a, a very, very solid second pair. And then if Lilleberg and Perbix is your third pair, like it, all of a sudden, you know, the Lightning have been playing great team defense, defending well. And now I'm looking at their decor and I'm like, wow, like this looks really good. Like it, it really does. I mean, Lilleberg has been so great. He's just been such a great player for them. Um, I don't think he's going back. I really don't. I mean, the physicality, he just defends hard and that's what the Lightning need. You know, they have guys that can get the puck up ice. They have Hedman, they have Radish, they have Sergey when he comes back, like, they have enough of that back there. Um, you know, I don't think he's like the most up in the play mobile guy. And while we have seen that from him at times, I think as he's gotten more comfortable, he just defends really hard and he's not fun to play against. Um, a big guy too. It was a great find in the off season um, and he's looking great for them. So could be a really big proponent for them going down the stretch into the playoff push. We'll see how the pairs pan out. But, you know, if I had to put money on it right now, I would think that he's going to stay up. Yeah, I like your prediction. He's been playing really well. Great guy. Um, my only, this isn't a complaint, Chris, because there's nothing we can do about it, but there is a bit of a language barrier. He seems like a great guy, always smiling, always happy, and always willing to try to talk with you. Yeah. Um, but him being from Norway, sometimes it's tough to really uh, dive into the details on whatever topic you want to talk about. So I'm upset that I haven't been able to chat with him more, but maybe that's something I'll work on in these remaining 32 games. It is nice that he's very willing though all the time. Absolutely. Like you've, done, you've done a few rival interviews with him, right? Uh -huh. At least one. Yeah. And he's, he tries his best to give good answers and everything. Again, this is something we've talked about with other players too. Like it must be really hard coming right. to this. I'm saying right. it's hard for me. I feel yeah. bad for him. Yeah, it's tough. And it almost makes it even more impressive that he's been able to play the way he has. Um, 23 years old. Yeah, it's just I, I really have, along with every Lightning fan, it seems like I've loved watching him play. And, um, you know, for him to be just that big physical guy that, that can defend the way he does and he's smart with the puck, he makes good decisions, it just feels like it's going to be a really big ad for the Lightning going into the playoff push. But we'll see. I don't know. I mean, they're going to have a lot of bodies back there. Maybe he does get sent back. I can't say for certain that he's going to stay up. But for my money, like, I think he's played – well enough to stay up like very much so plus minus segment mm -hmm. we're going to it you first me yeah i was definitely first last week <laughs> I, I don't know how you remember all right so sorry guys because this whole week has been not so much hockey and more 
other things. Um, that's what I'm going to stick with. And my trip to Turks and Caicos, even though I was sick, like I said, I was really trying to power through. Um, I mentioned that day of 20,000 plus steps. Um, we had rented a car and we just had destinations in mind and just drove to, obviously we're on an island, so just different like beach areas. Um, we were driving one to one that my husband had picked out. I probably was not all that excited about it. Really a dirt road. Like it was a crazy drive there. Um, I was hanging in there and I am not kidding you, Chris off to the left. I think it was the first time we saw it and it was way in the distance. So the photos don't even do it justice, but you could very vividly see the colors. I don't, I'm going to say hundreds. Like I would say as much as 500 Hot pink flamingos. Whoa, really? standing in like inches of water in the middle of nowhere. You couldn't get to them because they were farther out. Not that I would want to disturb them, Um, but hundreds. It was so beautiful. I don't know if I've ever seen a flamingo like in the wild like that, let alone that many. And it was just like such an unexpected surprise. Yeah, that is cool. I don't think I have either, actually. Just at, like, the zoo and, like, bush gardens. That was my plus. <laughs> Were it they, like, super bright pink? Super bright pink. That's cool. That like, must have been awesome. electric. And, again, we were on this dirt road, so we parked the car, obviously, and walked to, I mean... I don't know if you want to call it a beach, but it looked like uh, you had to be careful where you were walking. I think the tide must have been out, so you could walk, like, pretty far to the water where these flamingos, again, it was, like, probably... I would say the deepest part was five inches, but it was really muddy. So you couldn't like walk in the water, but you could walk to like the edge. um, And they were just chilling. That's awesome. It was beautiful. A lot of people love flamingos too. Like there are people who aren't from Florida. Like they're like, oh, there are flamingos down there. What a cool animal. I think the color really draws people in. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, just spotting them so unexpectedly, Chris, in the wild. That's my plus. That's a great surprise. And it's nice that something was able to, Make you feel good on that trip. Oh, I feel yeah. so bad. My husband was like, wow, I haven't seen you move that fast in days. <laughs> <laughs> um, my plus is going to also be music related. Like my, I was talking about Justin Bieber earlier, um, but it's Drake and J. Cole because I saw them at Amelie Arena last night. Wow. We talked about it earlier. It was just, I'm a huge Drake fan. If you went through my Spotify, like I probably would have the most songs, I would say probably from him. <laughs> um see there's the cough we got the cough going in here (laughs) it's there um we can't help it but drake and j cole live awesome show um i love when you see someone like in concert that is as big as him um because the production level of the show is just so good like the the stage the presentation uh he at one point got into this like gazebo essentially (laughs) and it was like tethered and he was going up into the crowd so he was basically like face level with the 200 level and he was like i never get this close to like the fans up here and was all like right next to them all kinds of like really cool special effects um and j cole was awesome like i've heard so many good things about seeing him live as a rapper i really like rap music and he was incredible drake was incredible the presentation was awesome and just a fantastic show. I think he said it was the first time he's been here since 2016, Whew. which was really surprising to me. Uh, but played a lot of, he played something from every single album, I feel like, or most at least. So a lot of the old bangers, classics. It was an awesome show, a lot of fun. And yeah, that's my plus. 
Would I have known any of the songs? Oh, yeah. You definitely would have. Are 100%. You sure? Yes, I am positive. <laughs> you would have known a lot of them for sure. I'm country only, guys. So I was not at the Drake concert. You would have known a lot of them. That's fact. What's your minus? Um, and my minus is so lame, but so expected, guys. I talked about being sick, how it was brutal. But now the minus is those like lingering effects of being sick. I can obviously operate. Here I am. You just heard me cough. I had to fight back a couple more, which is terrible. Um, also, just being home and at home, I sometimes get fancy in the kitchen and trying to cook stuff up. All food tastes bad. Like, uh -huh. I'm eating it, and it, like, isn't helping me feel better. I just feel worse. Like, mm -hmm. my stomach kind of hurts. Just, like, lingering effects. It's super annoying. I'm over it. I just want to be back to... My 110%. <laughs> <laughs> <See>? <laughs> You're telling me. I cannot believe this cough. And I, it, it sucks because you know, like, there's times where you just can't hold it in. Oh, it, yeah. It, it forces itself People out. People are looking at you. You're apologizing. Ugh. Yeah, you feel gross. Yep. All but yeah, I hate when you're feeling so sick that like no food is even good. That's and like terrible. again, I'm on the mend, but still, mm -hmm. I'm like, ew, like why? Wh what am I doing here? Why did I just eat that? I I feel terrible. We'll get through it. Did nothing for me. Yeah. My minus is uh, crying babies on airplanes <laughs> <laughs> because flying back from <laughs> Toronto. Oh my gosh, I have never been more terrified i guess going onto a plane just based on the fact that there were so many people with like babies getting <gasps> onto the plane and i'm like i know there's gonna be babies crying throughout this the worst part of the whole thing was that i packed my airpod pros in my checked bag like it was in the pocket of one of my coats so i had the headphones that you plug into the phone but you know like the airpod pros have the noise cancellation and it works so well for those little uh, earbuds so didn't have noise cancellation crying babies like the entire flight Left, right in front yeah of you, and you. it just like I feel bad because there's nothing the parent can do really oh, sometimes I'm like okay maybe there's a little more you can do you know <laughs> like maybe try something sometimes I'm like All right, I feel like you're not trying hard enough to make the baby stop crying but it's tough like you don't you can't say to the baby why are you crying baby doesn't speak English yet so I, I hate that. It's just terrible. And I just, when I'm on a plane, I hate being on a plane. I just want to be done with it and go home. So to be surrounded by that was, was tough. And I also had, uh, I was on the, uh, uh, I'm sorry, window seat. And I had to work on the way back and trying to type with like my right arm up against the window was no good. I had alligator arm the whole time. So then I got wrist pain. Uh, so that was no good. Also, I have to give a shout out to Mikey the video guy that we talk about in here all the time. I just texted him. Chowda. Uh, that's, I'm probably sure this is what he was talking about is getting his own little shout out on the podcast. He's dying to come on. His minus was people who I believe don't pay for a seat on a plane or maybe they have paid for it, but then complain about it. Either way, people who kind of complain about their space on a plane and the seat they're supposed to be in because that happened on our flight back. There was this woman who was, claiming she was claustrophobic and I think she'd picked that seat. So it was just, he wasn't happy with that. I'm probably explaining this terribly, um, but I had to give him a shout out. He's dying to come on, but he's not allowed. <laughs> At least not yet. No. Hi, Mikey. Um, all right, Chris, a couple things, and I'm just going to chime in here because we were short on hockey topics. So we are like really 
We're like under time right now. This yeah. is great. Um, the baby's crying on a plane. Yes, I get it. But on the flip side, like, what are you supposed to do? I know. It. I have anxiety pretending like I'm the mom of a crying baby mm-hmm. because that just. Yeah, it's a tough <sighs> spot. It's a very tough spot. And I understand, like, there are situations sometimes as you know, and like I have all the nieces and nephews, like sometimes something comes up and you have to bring your baby on a plane. Well, like, I was going to say, you can be so um, dramatic, not the right word, but just say, okay, I'm not traveling. Mm-hmm. However, Chris, for that example, like my mom and dad live in Pennsylvania. Right. I mean, yeah, they could come here, but like, I feel like sometimes you just got to get on a plane. Yeah. There's oh, certain God, things in life I'm, that you have I'm to go for. I'm feeling anxious just thinking about being the mom. Okay. That's number one. Number two. Yeah. You didn't explain Chowda's minus very well at all. Okay. But, um, my recent flights involved Southwest where. Oh, I hate Southwest <laughs> for this reason. no assigned seats. And I also don't like that. Mm-mm. I, I do not fly Southwest for that reason. It's I don't just like terrible. that. And People are probably going to hate me for admitting this, Chris, but Clay and I played the game of him being getting on the plane quicker than I did because you go by your freaking zone number mm-hmm. or whatever. And he was holding my seat, which I know people don't like. Oh, yeah, people do not like that. <laughs> but that's why I don't like it. I, this is also going to be such a hot take because people love Southwest. I don't know what it is, but I feel Clay like most Southwest. people I know. Yeah, I hate the no assigned seat. Yeah, you like it? It's I'm not a fan. Oh, it's the worst. It's I, I I mean I feel like maybe it's a little bit cheaper, but and then people are just like staring daggers at you. Yeah, and you see an open seat next to them because they just don't want you to sit there, and you feel bad and ah. Oh. Flying just sucks. <laughs> it really does. Get me on the team charter. All right, we're moving on to the question corner. Very happy to announce that we have a winner this week and only one person got it right. Question wasn't hard enough. The question was, if Mikhail Sergachev could see one band, dead or alive, in concert, who would it be? His answer was... Dead or alive? Probably uh, Queen. Queen, yeah. Big Queen fan? Yeah. Not, not, Not huge, but I like their songs. For sure, and I like the movie, and uh, I think that would be the one concert where you'd be, uh, you know, it's just a different mix of songs. It's not just like rock, it's, you know, good mix. So uh, I'd definitely love to go there, especially with my wife. So it's, yeah. And the winner is at Boomerfits <laughs> underscore. <laughs> Tampa Bay Lightning Fan 21 is the username of Boomer Fitz. <laughs> Congratulations. We know that you, I, I believe it was last week you had a question on the podcast, maybe in the week before, but obviously you're a loyal listener um, and appreciate you listening. So we'll have someone get in touch with you and you will be receiving a signed Mikhail Sergachev puck. So congratulations and great guess. The new question. Chris, you read this one because you thought of this one. Shocker. Should I read the disclaimer first? Ooh, yeah. Each Tuesday morning as the Into the Blue podcast drops, we are giving you a chance to win an autographed puck from a Lightning player. In the show, we will give you a question that we asked a player. You have until Sunday night to get your guess in as to what their answer was by responding to our post on X from the at Bolts radio account or emailing boltsintothebluu at gmail.com. We'll pick one winner at random from all correct entries. No purchase or payment necessary. Restrictions apply. Visit tampabaylightning.com forward slash into the blue. 
For full rules, prize description, odds, and other info. Void, we're prohibited. <laughs> that is it. You have to um, give the question. Ah, yeah, right. Because I don't have it on this document. Oh, that's right. That's right. We changed it. Okay. I love this question. <clears throat> yeah, Chris thought of it. All right. The newest question for all you loyal listeners. If Luke Glendening could have any famous coach from outside of hockey, no hockey, coach a hockey team, who would he choose? I don't remember coming up with this question, but I really like it. I'm curious to see what his answer is. Do you have any thoughts on what yours might be? Mm. Like, I feel like the popular choice would be a Bill Belichick. No. I'm just, I mean, I don't know. No, absolutely One of the most successful coaches. I would not pick him. I would not pick him. I need someone with a little bit more. uh, Andy Reid. Personality. Ooh, I'm an Andy Reid fan. I could see Andy Reid being behind a hockey bench. Okay. That'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. Um, who else? It's a tough one. Like, I think I'm just thinking of Bucks coaches. Like, I mean, Bruce, Bruce Arians. Arians would be great. Yeah, I'm a big Bruce Arians guy. I'm a guy. big Bruce Arians guy. Yeah. So, Girl. we'll see what Luke Glendening uh, has to say. Feel free to submit some coaches that you guys would like to. Why not? And we're going straight football because Luke Glendening is a football fan, but who knows? He might uh, pull someone from the NBA. You never know. Yep, so get your guesses in. You could win a Luke Glendening signed puck. Wasn't a lot of hockey going on this week outside of the All-Star game, so it's a little bit more of a fun episode. Hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Follow Lightning Radio on social media at Bolts Radio, and don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode of Into the Blue.